Well, this is uh, maybe my favorite uh, segment of the training that I'm going to cover with you guys because I am a firm believer that relationship is the key to everything in sales. Now, uh, we talk about the triangle for success, value, relationship, and differentiation. And I said to you that to succeed, you need all three. You can't leave any one of those out, and that's true. But it's interesting to me that relationship happens to be in the center of those three because I think it is the center of all sales, especially in today's marketplace. I want you to understand that the most important thing you do in this business, in your career, and especially in this kind of a marketplace, is you got to build great relationships. Because look, people buy from people they like. It's just that simple. And people buy from people they trust. Well, they're not going to like you and trust you if you don't have a relationship with them. It's important that we move out of um, that order-taking mindset, um, that loan officer mindset, into a true advisor life-changer mindset. And let me say one more thing before I jump into this segment. Look, the reason I believe that relationship has become year after year after year less and less and less and less of a focus and, and less powerful than it used to be is not because people aren't nicer. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. It's technology. We have just got so caught up in our technology, we don't have the quality conversations that we used to have. Well, today, you've got to be very proactive. You've got to be very intentional if you're going to build a relationship. And let me start with a quote from Brian Tracy when he said this. He said, people seldom buy logically. Instead, they buy emotionally and then defend it with logic. You know, that's such a true statement. We've all bought things. We've all paid more for them. Knew we paid more for them and bought them anyway. And then, as I mentioned earlier, rationalized and justified it the whole way home. Well, the bottom line is, a mortgage is certainly an emotional sale. It's the single largest, most personal financial decision we make in our lifetime. And for that reason, we've got to make sure that we have a relation with our customers so that emotionally they're connected to us and they want to work with us. So let's talk about how to build relationships and the way that you do that. And the first thing is, you've got to create conversation versus interrogation. Look, most loan officers interrogate. Why? We've, we've got an application in our system, on our computer, and we're just sitting there looking at our screen going from box to box to box to box. you got to stop doing that. What you've got to learn to do is you've got to learn to build a conversation. As I mentioned earlier in the training, a meaningful conversation, a, a, a conversation that is really valuable to the customer about the things that matter to them. Because every reason that a person borrows money on a mortgage is generally to enhance their life, impact their families, impact themselves. You know, it's it's a very personal transaction. We want to have a good conversation. We do that by conversing, not interrogating. Now, how do you do that? By asking open-ended versus closed-ended questions. That's the key. Look, the application is built completely around closed-ended questions. You look at a 1003, a standard 1003, and you're going to find that there's literally over 100 questions and they're all closed-end. You want to ask open-ended questions. Here's the four words you want to start your questions with. Write this down. Tell me about your. And you want to fill that in with powerful powerful questions that create an open-ended conversation 
where they can talk at length about things, not just one-word answer, one-word answer, one-word answer. Look, I've seen a lot of loan officers take a complete application, ask 137 questions, fill in every box, and have zero relationship. Because it was just like, so, where do you work? What's your title? How long have you been there? Uh, who's your supervisor? How do you get paid? How often do you get paid? How much do you get paid? Okay, that's not going to build a relationship. We need to make it conversational through open-ended questions. And then, we've got to build emotional connection through their financial goals. We've got to make sure that we are talking to them about the things that matter to them. Not just, so what are you trying to accomplish? Look, they don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Not just, Oh, so are you looking for some cash today? Again, that's, that's not going to get in. Talk about their financial goals. What are your goals for retirement? What are your goals for um, you know building wealth? What are your goals for your home for the next 10 or 15 years? What are your goals you know, for building out uh, you know, an opportunity to create financial freedom and debt freedom. These are the kinds of questions I want to ask my customer to get them to talk about debt and finances and credit and, and, and wealth and retirement plans and college plans and all these different things, all of which need to be funded by money, all of which we do. So it's important we really talk about their financial goals. That's going to create some great emotional connection. And then we've got to make sure we ask what I call questions of significance. Now, I'll come back to that in just a minute. That's a really important word. I want you to circle that word for me. But here's the deal, okay? There are four major sections of an application. There's the borrower information. There's the property information. There's the employment and income information. And then there's the assets and liabilities. Those are the four major parts. Now, there's other parts to it too, but those are the four major parts. Now, let's think about this for a minute. Let's take the borrower information, for example, okay? Here's how most loan officers ask this question. So, uh, Mr. Jones, are you going to be the primary uh, applicant? Yep. Will there be a co-applicant? Yes, my wife, Sally. And how many dependents do you have? Four. Okay, let's stop right there. What do we just ask Mr. Jones about? His family, his spouse, his children, and what do we do? We reduce them to co-applicants and dependents. Imagine going to your 25-year high school reunion, haven't seen your best friend for 25 years, now married, has four kids, and you say, oh my gosh, those are the cutest dependents I've ever seen. <laughs> they would think you were nuts. You might as well say, nice dependents you birthed there, or nice tax deductions you birthed there. You might as well say that. They're going to think you lost your brain. Look, we have an opportunity to honor our customers in the application by asking questions of significance. So what I like to say is, hey, why don't you begin by telling a little bit about your family and about the goals you have for your family as it pertains to this loan. And now I'm going to talk about why did you choose this neighborhood? Why did you choose this house? What, 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 what are your growth plans for your family? You know, what do you like about where you're at? How long are you going to plan on being there? If it's a refinance, okay, what are you going to plan to do with the money? You know, how's it going to feel to be debt-free? What are you going to do with that extra cash flow each month? You know, what, what, what things are important to you as a family? I want to talk about that. How about property information? Tell me about your home. What do you want to know? Everything you want to tell me. Tell me when you bought it, where you bought it, how long you've had it, how you feel about it, how long you plan to stay there, how much you put down, how much you owe, how much, what plans you have for improvements. Just tell me what you want to need me to know about your home. 
instead of your employment and income. Tell me about your profession or your career or what you do for a living. Instead of assets and liabilities, tell me about your financial goals. This is the way we ask questions the right way to really succeed. And then lastly, you got to make sure you listen intently and actively. We have lost the art of, of real communication where, where we lock into people when they're talking and we literally listen. And, and, and I'm sure you've all met people where you've been at a uh, you know an event somewhere, a community event, and you meet somebody for the first time, and you've all seen this where you meet them and they're like, you're like, hey, how you doing? They go, oh, I'm fine. How are you? And, and that's the last thing they ask you. And they're like, they quit right there and go, hey, let's talk about me now. And it's all about them and them and them and them and them and them and them. And you're like, man. And then they're looking around the room that, you know, to see what else is going on. And you're like, well, I guess I'm not very important. Look, I've learned. I, I, I've, I have a wife who's great at this. She knows how to listen intently and actively. When she talks to somebody, she looks them dead in their eyes. She really is intent in listening. She asks a lot of active questions. She's an incredible communicator. I've always joked and said she could talk to a tree and a tree talks back. Here's the bottom line. When our customers start talking about these important things like their family, their home, their career, their financial plans and goals, don't just move by those. Really listen, take good notes, get them engaged in it, and say, really, tell me more about that. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Wow, that's that that sounds great. Oh, that that's going to be life-changing, isn't it? Get them to talk with you and be active so they know you're really listening. It's really powerful. And then here's the last thing. What is the prerequisite to building a relationship? What is the key to being successful? Here it is, what it is. You gotta take your time. You gotta slow yourself down. What is your rush? I wanna remind you of something important. It takes one sale a day to close 15 loans a month. Two to close 30. So what's your hurry? We rush to fail. We got an application. We want to get it done as quick as we can. And you know what? We miss opportunities. Slow down and take your time. Let me give you four reasons why you take your time. Number one, time increases knowledge. The more time you spend with your borrowers, the more you know about them, the better solutions, options, and benefits you can create. Number two, time builds trust and loyalty. Why? The more time you spend with them, the more they get to know you. The more they like you. You're a nice person. You're an interesting person. You're a trustworthy person. They'll only know that if they spend time with you. Your credential statement alone isn't going to do that. It takes time with the borrower. Number three, spending time actually saves time. How do, you, how do I figure that? Because we rush to an application so that later we can do what? Chase docs, chase information, call them back with questions when they get answered, resell deals, downsell deals, all kinds of problems because we didn't do it right the first time. But if you slow down and take a complete app, do it right the first time, as I used to say to my loaners all the time, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, where will you find time to do it a second, third, and fourth time? Do it right the first time. Build that relationship. Spending time actually saves time. And then lastly, and this is the most important one, time is both offensive and defensive. The more time you spend with them to build relationship, understand their goals, understand their needs, the more offensively you are building relationship. But at the same time, the more time you spend with them, 
the less time they can spend with your competitors. In fact, you spend an hour with your borrowers, with a qualified borrower, and you only spend time with them if they're qualified. But if they're qualified and you spend an hour, let me tell you what I know. They don't want to do this again. <laughs> You've got them now. So you're going to win the deal. All right. Let me close with a quick story. I mentioned the word significance. I asked you to circle that. Let me, let me close with the power of relationship. Many years ago, my wife, Laurel, and I sponsored a little girl named Tirupatama in central India. She was an orphan that lived in India. I saw her picture at one time at an opportunity where I could give some money to help support some kids in need. For a dollar a day, we could support her all the way through college and feed her and clothe her and house her, so we, we, we took the offer, and, and we decided to sponsor her. For four years, I looked at her picture on my fridge, and finally, my wife and I decided got to meet her, so I got on a plane, and I flew 55 hours door-to-door to central India to meet this little girl. And let me tell you what happened. When I got there, I didn't just meet her. I met 4,000 orphans. On, on, a, on a little street in this little town called Repoli where there was nothing but dirt and some animals and some little bitty thatch huts next to this orphanage they'd built for these kids. And I'll never forget as long as I live. When I got there, I looked and I saw all these kids. They were lined up down the street a quarter mile. They were dancing and singing and celebrating and throwing flower petals, and I looked at the trench and said, wow, what's the party for? And he said, you. I said, what do you mean, me? He said, they're here to welcome you as their guest. They want to meet you. Well, you know what? I figured if they want to meet me, I want to meet them. So what I did was I started with the first little boy, little five-year-old boy, and I pat him on the head, gave him a little hug, looked him in the eyes. He looked dead in my eyes. I said, uncle, uncle, what's my name? <laughs> I freaked out a little bit because I didn't know he spoke English. He didn't. It's the only words he knew. I said, I don't know. What's your name, son? He said, Raja. So well, it's nice to meet you, Raja. And when I said that, his eyes lit up and his body posture changed. And he was just happy as could be. Kind of thought it was a little strange. Went to the next child, same question, same response. Third child, same question, same response. Got to the fourth child, looked at the translator and said, let me ask you a question. Why are they asking me their name? Of all the things they could ask me for, why would they? I don't know their name. I've never met them before. They know that. They know I'm not going to know the answer, so why are they asking me? He'll, he told me an answer I'll never forget as long as I live. It changed my whole view of life, people, and relationships. I was 40 years old at the time, and I'll never forget his answer. Dale, these kids are nameless, faceless orphans whose parents have either died or their parents are alive, and they just can't afford to take care of them, and we're taking care of them. The reason they're asking you to say their name because they want to know that they matter to you. They want to know that in your eyes, they're significant. Look, I learned that day the most important lesson in life about human behavior. The most basic need people have is to be known. It's to know that we matter. It's to know that we're important. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you making your customers feel important with the single biggest decision of a lifetime financially? Are you making them feel known are you making them feel significant? I want you to start making them feel that way. You may say, oh, I don't need to do that. Oh, yes, you do. In a market where rates are up, in a market where there's competition, in a market where they're confused, in a market where they need help, advice, and guidance, they need a hero. They need you. Take your time. Slow down. Do it right. You're going to be incredibly successful. Relationship is the most important thing we do. 
All right. See you on the next session.